0: Everybody does it, even pets That's right friends, we're giving you the scoop on poop In this episode of Pet Resource Radio From the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City I'm Dave Shapiro.
1: And I'm Sierra Howe, and welcome to another show. We're coming to you from the heart of PRCKC. We're a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to keeping pets and people together through supportive services for folks who are in need.
0: And this episode, well, we're bringing you the scoop on poop. It's not just something that comes out of your pet and then that's it. It contains microorganisms, bacteria, and uh, even parasites that affect the environment and even you.
1: So first, we'll be talking with Jessica Fryley a pet butler of Overland Park, about the benefits of having someone else scoop your poop and having a waste-free yard.
0: And then we'll be sitting down with our own Dr. Marta Andelson about some of the diseases and parasites that can be passed to humans through feces and what you can do to protect yourself and your environment if you're the one doing the scooping.
1: Alrighty, let's get right into it. Jessica Friley is the co-owner of the Overland Park franchise of Pet Butler, the company that's number one in the number two business. We're excited to have her on the show today to talk about the work she does in our community. Welcome to Pet Resource Radio, Jessica. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Alrighty, to start things off, tell us a little bit about the services you offer over at Pet Butler.
2: Um, so at pet butler we are a waste removal company Um, so basically what that means is if you have furry four-legged tailed friends um, we come out to your yard and we scoop it um, and remove all that waste from your yard and we've been in the kansas city area uh, particularly the overland park area for about a year now
1: and how far do you go out is there any restrictions to that
2: there is. So basically right now we travel from Olathe all the way over to Raymore, Peculiar area.
1: Gotcha. So it's a band
2: across the South.
1: And what was sort of the inspiration behind the business?
2: So I've always worked with pets, uh, usually either in a vet setting or, um, you know, in a boarding facility setting, uh, my whole life. And, um, I still work in that sort of field, but this is just another way to kind of help uh, pet owners really cherish their pets and not have to deal with the unfortunate uh, process of picking up waste. <laughs> so it, it keeps me keeps me, it keeps me working with the animals um, in a little bit of a different way, and it was just a fun way to branch out and just, you know, explore new things.
1: And do you offer these services year-round, and or how often do you come out to someone's house to do the waste removal?
2: So it is year-round, whether it's 90 degrees in the summer or negative 5 in the winter. uh, We will be out to your property. The only times that it doesn't really happen is if the roads are unsafe because we want to keep our employees and our technicians safe, uh, particularly when it's really icy, or if it's a lightning storm. Um, Again, we want to keep our technicians safe. And when you're walking around with a metal uh, stick in your hand, lightning storms are a bit of a hazard. Oh, for sure. Um, But other than that, (laughs) we're out there every week. Um, Our services are weekly.
1: Awesome. And can people still reach out to you if they're just looking for, like, a one-time cleanup, say, for a party or a special event?
2: Yes, definitely. So we do offer one-time cleanups. Um, that's not a problem They're They're about $75 for a one-time cleanup. Uh, so we definitely recommend that for a party or if you're getting ready to sell your house, um, and you want your yard to look good when, when potential buyers come, you can definitely help with that too.
1: Awesome. And just out of curiosity, how many, um, clients do you have?
2: So currently we're up to just shy of 200, around 190 clients um uh, in in the area this year has been you know very very uh beneficial to
1: us were you impacted by covid at all
2: so for pet butler we were impacted uh mostly um, due to other people's impact by covid so uh, a lot of people um you know, had to suspend our services throughout throughout the year uh, yeah. due to their impact from COVID and and either having to find new jobs or move entirely to support themselves. So uh, we did see some definite decline in our our client base, but um, for the most part, we we still did pretty pretty good. We were we were lucky.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Same here. So we, I feel you on that one. But let's jump into the benefits of poop scooping. So, you know, stepping in a pile of poop, we've all been there, we've all done it, just talking about it now <laughs> brings back traumatic memories for me. But aside from that or being greeted by the stinky smell of your pet's business every time you walk outside, there are a number of benefits to poop scooping. And so what I want to touch base on first, just because we're in the time of year where the weather's beautiful and more people are getting out and about, is disease control and parasite prevention. So here at PRCKC, we've already seen a handful of parvo puppies here at our clinic. So could you talk a little bit about the diseases and or parasites that are transmitted through contact with an infected dog species and how your business helps keep these pets safe and healthy?
2: Yes, definitely. So there definitely are several diseases out there as well as parasites um, that we could definitely help with. Uh, So, December and like you mentioned, parvo are both uh, kind of resonant in the ground and removing feces as quickly as possible uh, from infected animals definitely decreases the chance of spread. Um, It prevents people and other pets from coming in contact with it and, and keeps it out of, of the ground. Um, where it can just you know, harbor for, for a long time. As far as for parasites, any internal parasites, whether it be hookworms or or, or whipworms, um, they're all spread through pet waste. So If you're able to pick those up, it prevents those eggs from staying or coming in contact with um, uninfected dogs or with hookworms even um, into people. So hookworms, uh, from my understanding, uh, can burrow up through bare feet. So if you have little ones that like to run around in your backyard, um, this definitely is a good way to help keep them as healthy as possible.
1: Are you able to take it a step further and disinfect their yard if it was exposed to a contagious disease or virus?
2: So unfortunately, we are unable to apply disinfectants to the yard. Um, We do not have license for any sort of chemical um, applications, so that is something we cannot offer. We do offer something called odor eliminator, which is an enzymatic um, application, and that kind of eats away at that odor-causing bacteria it's completely harmless to the environment and for pets and um, humans. So it's completely safe to put on your yard, but it kind of helps control that smell, especially during the summer months.
1: And what are some of the other benefits of waste removal? So
2: there's environmental benefits. So, of course, you know, if you have all your pet waste in your backyard and it rains heavily, that contamination from the feces will definitely get washed around in the groundwater and can seep into places that doesn't need to be and affect wildlife as well as, um, you know, even the water supply. Uh, also, you know, it, it just helps keep things cleaner. Your dogs will be happier um, and, you know, you'll, you'll be able to have more barbecues in your backyard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those are all things that you don't necessarily think of right off the top of your head when you're talking about poop scooping, but definitely you they are important. So, um, also, how crucial is waste removal at commercial properties such as apartments or public parks, where multiple possibly unvaccinated pups and dogs cross paths on a daily basis?
2: So that actually ties in really great with the uh, prevention of spread of disease and the parasites. So on commercial properties, because everyone's walking their dogs in shared spaces, or I know a lot of commercial properties, um, apartments have little mini dog parks, keeping those areas clean of west, uh, pet waste that could possibly be contaminated is, is really crucial to keep everybody in the complex healthy and happy. Not to mention it always looks good when you're trying to uh, show off the the grounds to a potential uh, renter not having that waste right there um you know also helps with kids running around and just the overall appeal and um presentation of the of the property
1: can people get in trouble if they don't pick up their pets number twos so most places do require you to do it Um, I think it
2: depends on your city whether or not there is a potential fine for not keeping it picked up. I do run into a lot of clients who use our services because otherwise they'll get fined by their HOA for not having their yards picked up regularly um, and their pet waste to a minimum. So we can definitely help you avoid some of those fees or fines from your local uh, law enforcement or even your local HOA
1: oh for sure and what is the cost of your services or how can people reach out to you to learn more about your business
2: yeah. So right now we're running a special. The first eight weeks of service is $6.99, and that is good for up to two dogs in a yard, and that's per week. Um, And then after that promotional period, it is $13 a week for up to two dogs in the yard. Um, There is typically a one-time cleanup fee of $25. You just pay that once, and that's for when we come out um, and get that initial cleanup done. It usually takes us a little bit longer, especially if you guys. Haven't been in the backyard since November Um, And To get in touch with us Or find out more information You can visit us at our Facebook page Which is Pet Butler uh, Overland Park Or our website Petbutler.com And on the website You can fill out a form for Contact or even sign up for services If you have any general questions You can message us through our Facebook I'm happy to answer any Questions as quickly as I can. Um, You can also call us at 913-712-0988. And then that'll direct you to our, our call center, which can help you sign up, answer any other questions. We've been a little busy this spring, so Facebook and the website are probably the best way to go.
1: Alrighty, Jessica, thank you so much for being on Pet Resource Radio today. We really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and tell us a little bit about your business.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: After talking with Jessica, we thought we'd bring on one of our own docs to talk to us about pet feces and the issues associated with it, Dr. Marta Andelson. Welcome back to the program, and congrats on being the first guest in the Two-Timers Club.
3: I'm very excited, and especially to be able to talk about a topic as important as poop.
0: Excellent. Excellent. As we talked about with Jessica, dog waste can contain a lot of things we don't necessarily think about. Some of the diseases we can find in dog feces are zoonotic, which for the listener means they can be spread from animals to humans. So Dr. Andelson, when we talk about dog feces, what are some of the zoonotic diseases we should be most concerned about?
3: I think in terms of top priority and most commonly transmitted to humans, we really need to think about parasites. Um, That includes hookworms, tapeworms, and other protozoa, something called giardia. All of these things can cause major, major issues in humans and also lead to pretty severe diarrhea. Um, Luckily, we live in an area that is fairly free of anything really, really scary. But we do live in a, a region where something that can come with feces, urine, can carry a disease called leptospirosis. I'll touch on that again later. Sure. But there, there are a lot of unseen things in feces that we need to be concerned about and thinking about when we come across animal droppings.
0: Now, what about things that can be spread from dog to dog?
3: Like I mentioned in the last question, parasites are very easily transmitted dog to dog. That's the most common way they pick it up. They sniff around in the grass. Some some animals are coprophagic or uh, they like to eat droppings from other animals. And so certainly parasites are a concern. They're easily avoided with regular deworming and parasite control, but one of the major issues that we are concerned about spreading dog to dog is parvo virus. We've had a lot of discussion about that here at PRCKC recently, yeah. but parvo virus is kind of the big scary that we think of when thinking of disease spread by feces, because it can be fatal in unvaccinated or immune compromised dogs, particularly young dogs. And I'm happy to elaborate at any time on parvo virus because I'm very passionate about that. So the number one thing to remember is getting your dog vaccinated, making sure puppies are up to date is a really, really easy and important way to avoid the spread of parvovirus.
0: So beyond the things that can be spread directly, there's of course the fact that feces is going to attract rats and and other rodents, which also carry their own set of problems though, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are about three, three Diseases in this region that we need to worry about. Um, one is leptospirosis. Mm-hmm. It's not a a disease transmitted through feces, but in rats, a lot of feces is dropped with urine. At the same time, leptospirosis is a bacteria that many rodents carry in their urine, not only rodents, but other wildlife. And it can cause serious damage to kidneys, to the liver in both dogs, cats, and humans. And anywhere we have rodents, we really need to be careful with how we're handling their droppings and making sure our pets are not able to eat the droppings or the rats. Uh, Another issue that we see rodents being um, indicted with is toxoplasmosis. I know that we're going to chat about that a little later, but toxoplasmosis is carried in the muscles, so it's not necessarily in fecal material. But if you have fecal material, rats are attracted to that. They're going to come close. And if your cat, for example, is a great hunter and likes to consume these Mice. Mm -hmm. Then um, the transmission of toxoplasmosis is certainly there. Um, One more fun, I suppose, to say a fun disease that rats and rodents can carry is bubonic bubonic plague. Uh, We don't carry, we don't have rats carrying plague in this area, but it's in the Dakotas. We know that, okay, and it's carried through fleas on rats. So anytime rats are in the area. It's safe to assume they have fleas, and fleas also carry a lot of diseases. So you want to be really good about fecal control. You want to be very on top of parasite and rodent control as well, because all of these things can carry diseases that affect both you and your pets.
0: So what is proper poop cleanup procedure then to minimize the risk of contamination or spread of zoonotic disease?
3: I hope that it is safe to assume that Nobody is grabbing fecal material with their bare hands. One would hope. (laughs) But it is – I'll I'll be remiss if I do not mention the importance of gloves or using a shovel – don't directly come in contact with fecal material. So gloves, washing hands, even if you've used hopefully a shovel or gloves, washing hands for the appropriate length of the, the alphabet song. Right. Really important. And a lot of people don't feel that it's necessary to clean up after their dog or cat every day especially if they're able to let their dog outside in a yard with a fence or their cat has a big litter box or even a few. But if you clean fecal material up immediately, it really, really lowers the risk of any of these parasites hatching into the infectious forms, certainly lowers the risk of the bacteria carried in feces uh, filtering into the ground. And um, in, a, in a few questions, I think we're going to be touching on one that is Highly time-sensitive in terms of fecal cleanup. So make sure to just clean up after your pet immediately. It's not only healthy for them, but also healthy for you. A few other things that people don't necessarily think of are covering sandboxes that your kids play in when they're not in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Cats especially love sandboxes. And if you're not on top of it, your cat could be visiting, or other neighborhood cats could be visiting your child's sandbox, and then your child starts interacting with all of these droppings and then one final tip that's not thought of very often is wearing gloves while gardening the soil um, particularly if it's composted can have infectious agents in it so better safe than sorry just glove up when you're working in your garden
0: and when we're talking about cleaning up and cleaning up quickly, uh, part of that is that it's more than just the one-to-one transmission we're talking about, right? Because if it's left, any microorganisms can seep into the water supply. What, what are the dangers there?
3: Absolutely, um, we've had a lot of scares in the news over the over the past few decades uh, with E. coli and Salmonella outbreaks in water sources, um, and this is also in water sources that are treated. We can see the filtering of microorganisms into city pools, um, private pools, garden soil, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course ponds that are near agricultural centers are big areas where you might find E. coli overgrowths, but any waterborne disease, leptospirosis, as I mentioned, any of the aforementioned parasites, these can also survive in water and and soil for quite a while. So it's important to remember that Mm -hmm. and take precautions. Uh, If you have pets defecating outside, just clean up after them so that you're not risking the tomatoes you get in July and August actually being covered with fecal material.
0: Right. Now, let's talk about cats because it's been, what, several minutes now and I haven't mentioned cats um, and that goes against everything I believe in. So there are zoonotic diseases that can also be transmitted via cat feces, correct?
3: Yes. And there's one in particular that everyone is very afraid of. I wanted to dispel some myths. Sure. And that is toxoplasmosis. I think that if you've heard of toxoplasmosis, you've probably heard of it in terms of um, the dangers that it poses to pregnant women and the fetus. And these are these are real dangers. But luckily, the odds of coming in contact with toxoplasmosis from your cat are very, very low. Okay. I wanted to get, just go through briefly the life cycle and, and how you can avoid this let's do it so toxoplasmosis is a parasite that cats pick up from eating infected meat usually like i said it comes from them eating a rat or some other small mammal that has the eggs in their muscle tissue um, once a cat ingests this if it's the first time it's ever ingested it it will start to defecate out infectious eggs. These aren't infectious before 24 hours. So step number one, if you have a cat and you're nervous about it coming in contact with rats or other rodents, just clean the litter box more than every 24 hours mm-hmm. it can be 23 hours but that's a great way to prevent the transmission these infectious eggs are aerosolized so you can't inhale them but a lot of people who come in contact with toxoplasmosis do so because they haven't properly washed their hands uh-huh. once the cat starts shedding these infectious eggs then they're only going to do so for about two weeks And most cats will only ever shed toxoplasmosis for two weeks in their entire life. Mm. Once you're infected, you're infected for life. That includes humans. But rarely, rarely do you actually see any issues past the first two weeks of shedding these eggs. Um, Like I said, the big concern is for anybody who's immune compromised. That does include pregnant women. And uh, so if you are nervous about this in any way, you can just delegate the litter box duties to a non-pregnant or non-immune compromised person in your household, but really the likelihood of coming in contact with it through your cat, especially if your cat's indoors is extremely low and most uh, adults in the U.S. come in contact with it through unwashed produce, vegetables and fruit are the most common way to get it huh. and undercooked meat. So don't be afraid of your cat. Please do not get rid of your cat if you become pregnant or someone in your house is immune compromised because your cat will not hurt you. Just be careful, wash your hands, clean the litter box, keep your cat happy, and you don't need to worry about toxoplasmosis.
0: Excellent. So even with that reduced um, dispelling some of those myths about toxoplasmosis, it's fair to say that if you've got, you know, outdoor cats that visit and might use the yard, it may be not a great idea to have your kids running around barefoot in the backyard without cleaning up first.
3: Definitely. Uh, unfortunately, kids are just not thinking about hand washing as their top priority. They, right. they love to be creative, love to stick their hands in things, which is great. But a lot of places can carry these infectious agents. Um, hookworms are one of the parasites that I mentioned before, and that's the only parasite that can travel through your skin without you having to ingest it. Okay. So, of course, hand-washing with children is the top priority, but make sure that you're cleaning up after your pets, that your children understand the importance of hand-washing, and that if you feel like there's a lot of other feces that's not belonging to your pets, where your children are playing, just have them wear shoes. Yeah. And most of these issues will not be a problem.
0: Excellent. Uh, Dr. Andelson, thank you so much for being on pet resource radio. We're glad to have you back.
3: Thank
1: you. I'm welcome to come back anytime. And there you have it folks. That's the scoop on poop.
0: We hope you've come away with a better understanding of what pet feces actually contains and how it can affect the environment, your health and your pet's health.
1: So now we say deuces to you, friends. Big thanks again to Jessica Friley and Dr. Marta Andelson for being on the show today. As always, if you need help with parasite prevention for your pets, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 816-353-0940.
0: As for us, we're a nonprofit just making our way through a world full of pets and people that need to be kept together. And you can help us make it happen. Just head over to PRCKC.org to donate, volunteer, look at our wish list, and more.
1: And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, be sure to rate us and leave us a review. That always helps new folks find us. And go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at PRR Podcast.
0: So until next time, wags and purrs to you and yours. And as Chelsea Handler said, you do not own a dog. You have a dog. And the dog has you. Take care. <laughs> Pet Resource Radio is a production of the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, hosted by Sierra Howe and myself, David Shapiro, produced and written by Sierra Howe and David Shapiro, recorded, edited, and mixed by David Shapiro. Music by Hazel raw Musical Industries, a.k.a. me. More info at soundcloud.com slash Hazel raw Musical Industries.